Hey everyone. Um, <laughs> well, I, I guess you already know my name. <laughs> um, I just want to start off by saying that I've only really known of this church for a few years. Um, I've known Coxie for over 10, which is weird to think about actually. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, looking back on it, it was kind of, it was a shock. Um, and yeah, I've only been going to this church since 2019. I was invited to a youth group um, by Riley. Um, I'm standing here today to declare my love for Jesus because he is my Lord and Saviour. <laughs> I honestly, I can't explain how grateful I am um, to be standing here. It's not something I thought I was ever going to be able to do. Um, to put it bluntly, I was raised in a household that was um, untouched by God. Um, growing up, I lacked a lot of the warmth and love that I feel I needed. And um, as difficult as, as it is to say, um, my parents aren't supportive of my faith. Um, hence why I aren't here today. Um, but I'll get to that later. I know I've never had any shortage of sin. I was not a perfect child nor am I perfect even now. But with that being said, I've spent my whole life trying to be an honest, kind and forgiving person. Why that is, I'm not, enti I'm, I'm not entirely sure. Given the circumstances I grew, in, I grew up in, I could have turned out to be a really bad person. But I've always believed that God has been over my shoulder, making me a better person. Ever since first reading it, this passage has stuck to me. It's Galatians 5, verse 19 to 21. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very, very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. The first time I connected with God was the same year that I came to youth. It was in 2019. I decided to surrender my life to Christ at the, the Youth Alive event. <laughs> However, life didn't get easier for a long time. As I stated earlier, my parents don't agree with religion. Persecution is something I've been dealing with since becoming a Christian. I've always felt as if I was in the wrong for doing Bible study or partaking in prayer at home. So baptism has always been off the table completely. But recently, I moved out of home. The circumstances were not ideal by any means, and moving out as a whole was extremely difficult. But despite the challenges, it's been a blessing in disguise as well. All of a sudden, I'm free to live a Christian lifestyle. I can read the Bible, I can pray whenever I want, and I can get baptized in order to be reborn in Jesus' name. I believe this happened because God wants me to grow. He wants to break down the barriers that have been trying to impede my walk alongside Christ. I wished I had begun my walk with Jesus earlier. He had given me everything I know, food, water, shelter, warmth, but above all, 
He's given me a loving family. I'm going to read out my absolute favorite verse now. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. This passage has stuck in my mind since I heard it for the first time. It serves to remind me that love is not a reward. It, love is a reward, not a privilege. No love will come if you spend your life surrounded by hatred, dishonesty, and cruelty. But above all, it serves to remind me that faith and love go hand in hand. You can't truly love God without putting your faith into him. Being loved is something I've struggled with my whole life. The fear of being left alone in the dark. And it's always pursued me. But when I started coming to youth, that fear started to drift away slowly. I had no idea that all this warmth and happiness and love would come from a few hours on a Friday night and a few hours on a Sunday morning. And especially, I didn't know that I would find my salvation through Christ Jesus. My life is blessed. I couldn't ask for a better family in this life or the next. Thank you so much, everyone, from the absolute bottom of my heart. Wow. I'm not going to try and talk. William, over to you, mate. Thank you. Morning, everyone. Big thanks for coming, especially my family. I didn't think I would get this many. Um, so for those of you who don't know, I grew up in a non-Christian household, but I have incredible supportive parents that helped raise me into a man with faith who stands here today. My life before God was a very prideful one. I lived for works and achievements that I thought were all my own doing. I centred my whole life around it and it was what I derived all of my self-worth off. I was always looking for the next box to tick. It was very cliche. Wanted to go and visit another country, check. Work my way into what I thought would be a fulfilling job, check. Buy a car, check. And lastly, buy a house and move out of home, check. But once that was all said and done, I was still left with an empty, unsatisfied feeling like I was missing a piece of myself. Matthew 4.4, 4, man shall not live on bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. This verse really struck me when I read it. I'd been trying to fill my life with worldly possessions rather than what is important, living on bread alone. The journey I had with God started with a great friend, role model and mentor. Matt, Sis or Cheese, whatever name you know him by, was always inviting me along to youth and sharing his beliefs throughout our last year of high school. Once school was finished, I started working full time at a bakery and Matt went to America. I kind of figured that I no longer had this positive influence in my life. Well, lucky for me, God hadn't given up on me yet. Six months into my first year out of school, who did I see walking into the bakery? It was Matt. And after Sis and I started working together, God really turned up the spiritual heat. I was a non-believer, but I started going to young adult nights and events, which was where I had my first, oh man, this is for real moment. 
It was on Australia Day at a young adult's event down in Lawn. It was a beautiful sunny day and Matt and I were walking along the footpath in front of all the shops. We ran into a pastor from Fire Church Geelong, Lee Wong, if you've ever met him before, he's a, he's a legend. Um, he asked if it was okay to speak over my life and I excitedly said yes. God really capitalised on that opportunity to open my heart and show me that he really knows who I am as a person. After having my first God experience, I was really jazzed about coming to young adults and church services, which was pretty exciting. It was then at one of the young adults nights, I surrendered my life to God and let Jesus come into my heart. Not even one week later, I got accepted into working at a Christian summer camp in America after feeling really, really discouraged because I'd been applying at camps for months and months. It was, it was a stressful time and I hadn't heard anything at all. Trying to describe life with God was hard, but also really easy, because that's what my walk with God has been. God is a feeling of peace and meaning to life greater than any other. He inspires me to be better every day and loves me even when I feel undeserving. John 16:33, I have said these things so that in you may have peace. In this world you'll have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. In life, our feelings are always going to change. There'll be ups and there'll be downs. That's just human nature. But I'm excited to know without a single doubt that my Lord and Saviour Jesus died on the cross for my sin. I've put my faith in him and now I'm forgiven. Thank you. We're going to move over to the tank now. I'm going to invite any family or friends or kids, if you want to come forward so you can see better and get a better view, please feel free to do that. And I'm going to invite... Rach, where's Rach? Um, oh, there she is. <laughs> uh, yeah, better take shoes off. Phone out of your Okay, Tom, do you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour? I do. I baptise you now in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Let's just pray right now for, for Tom. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. God, we just thank you so much for Tom's boldness, Lord, to, to stand up this morning and declare his faith in you. God, we, we thank you that you know his journey, God. You know everything about his story. And Lord, you've known him since before he was created in his mother's womb, Lord God. You've known him and you, you have chosen him and called him to yourself. And God, we just thank you today for this step of baptism as he publicly declares his faith in you. And God, we just pray that you would continue to strengthen him, that you would continue to help him understand more and more of your grace, Lord, that every day of his life he would grow in his knowledge of you, Lord, of his love for you, that God, as he lives his life following you, that God, you would draw many, many people to yourself through him, not by his works, not by what he would do, Lord, but simply by 
his love for you, his love for people, Lord, that you would continue to lead him, God, every step of the way for your glory, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Lord, I just want to thank you for Tom. I want to thank you for his courage and his boldness. And Lord, I just pray that you would, um, that you would walk with him, Lord, and protect him as he, as he goes about his still very young life. Lord, but that you would be with him every day <clears throat> right until the end. Lord, that you would guide him, that you would stand beside him, Father, and that he would know that he never has to face a single thing alone, that he walks with the creator of the universe dwelling within him and wanting to be to share his life with him. Thank you, Father. Awesome. Let's just give him another hand as he comes up now. Got some towels. I just just want to encourage you too. If, if as we just as we're praying, maybe God's put a word on your heart. Maybe you want to just write it down now as your is that words on your heart, and you might want to share that with Tom afterwards. Please feel free to do that. And we're gonna invite Liam to come. And uh, who's gonna scoop that out? Okay. Yep. <laughs> Oh, there we go. It's a live spider. That's okay. <laughs> Liam's brave. He can trust God. <laughs> what sort is it? <laughs> I'm going to ask Matt to come and baptise Liam. Do you fit? Do you fit in there? All right. Okay, Liam, do you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour? I do. I do. Then I baptise you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Father, we just thank you so much for Liam, God. We thank you for the walk and the life ahead of him. God, we know that you are going to use him, God, to open many, many doors. And I, I thank you, Father, and I see this image of you, Liam, um, doing exactly that, that the Lord will open doors for you that can't be opened for anyone else. And I just thank you so much, God, that you have used him to be that leader and to push people to go through those doors and to push their boundaries. But we just thank you so much, God, for the Holy Spirit that is in him. Um, and we ask, God, that you would continue to use him and bless him and also just remind him, Father, that you do not leave regardless of where he is or where, how he feels about himself, God, that we know and you know that you are always with him, God. So we just thank you so much for that in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Just as we we're praying, I just had this picture of a high jumper come to mind and I just had this, this feeling that God's saying, God has prepared you in ways to, to do things and like a high jumper can jump over that high bar, God's prepared you and gifted you in ways that are unique to yourself. And God has prepared you. He, has, he is continuing to prepare you for those, those, those jumps, those, those steps in life that he's wanting you to take and to, to simply trust him, to trust the person who's made you, the gifting he's given you. You might look at others and think, well, why can't I do that? Why can't I do this? But God has given you unique giftings and skills that he wants to use for his glory and I just feel God really saying, trust me as I call you to jump. Come, trust me as I call you to step out in faith. And uh, I'm just really excited to see 
uh, what God does in you and through you as you continue to keep your eyes just fixed on Him. Keep your eyes on Him and, and he'll, he'll do the work as you just trust Him and follow Him each step of the way. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Fantastic. We're going to let these guys get dried off and we're going to have communion together this morning. I'm going to invite everyone to come and take your seats again. I invite Jess to come and share with us. Trouble. There we go. Fantastic. Good morning. It's so good to be with you today. And uh, yeah, it's amazing. You get up at the start of the service and there's lots of people. You get up later and all these little people have disappeared. might want to just drop that back a little bit. There we go. In case I get a bit too loud and excited this morning, who's excited to be in church? I'm going to pray for the rest of you right now. We'll pray for all of us right now. Thank you, Lord. God, we just thank you for this chance to be together. God, as, as, as we come together, God, I just pray that you would speak to us by your spirit this morning, Lord. I thank you, God, for every single person here. For those watching online as well, Lord, we thank you for your knowledge of us, every, every aspect of our, of our lives, every aspect of our, our joys and our struggles, God, you know them completely. And God, I just pray this morning that as we open your word, Lord, you would speak to every single heart, that, Lord, you would bring revelation of, of things that you're saying to us, things that you've done in our life already, God, that you would help us to, to be the people, God, that you created us to be. Thank you, Lord, for the power of your word. And we just ask that you would open our minds, open our hearts to hear what it is you want to say to us today, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're going to open our Bibles this morning. We're going to start off with straining God's word in 2 Peter chapter 1. And if you've got your Bibles there, I encourage you to open up 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 1. It says this, and it's on the screen if you don't have it, but I encourage you to open, bring your Bibles to church. It's a great chance to just be able to let the Bible be something that you can... I have different Bibles from different periods of my life, and I know if I'm trying to find that verse, it's in that Bible I had when I was 18. It, it's got a metal cover, and it's got a picture of a clay jar in that right-hand corner, and it's red. You, know, you get to know your Bible as you open it regularly and, and carry it with you. Um, you might get some coffee stains and different things. Um, but anyway, bring your Bibles to church. This is encouragement. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 1. This letter is from Simon Peter, a slave and apostle of Jesus Christ. I'm writing to you who share the same precious faith we have. This faith was given to you because of the justice and fairness, or some translations say righteousness, of Jesus Christ, our God and Saviour. May God give you more and more grace What a great message last week, David, on grace. May God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow in your knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvellous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature. Did you hear that? We can share his divine nature and escape this world's corruption caused by human desires. 
In view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence, and moral excellence with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with patient endurance, and patient endurance with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, beautiful brotherly affection on stage just before, brotherly affection with love for everyone. The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted or blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their old sins. So, dear brothers and sisters, work hard to prove that you really are among those God has called and chosen. Do these things and you will never fall away. Then God will give you a grand entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Therefore, I always remind you about these things, even though, you are or, even though you already know them and are standing firm in the truth you have been taught. And it is only right that I should keep on reminding you as long as I live. For our Lord Jesus Christ has shown me that I must soon leave this earthly life. So I'll work hard to make sure you always remember these things after I am gone. For we are not making up clever stories when we told you about the powerful coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. We saw his majestic splendor with our own eyes when he received honor and glory from God the Father. The voice from the majestic glory of God said to him, This is my dearly loved Son who brings me great joy. We ourselves heard that voice from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. Because of that experience, we have even greater confidence in the message proclaimed by the prophets. You must pay close attention to what they wrote, for their words are like a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns, the Christ, and Christ the morning star shines in your hearts. Above all, you must realize that no prophecy in Scripture ever came to the, from the prophet's own understanding or, our, or from human initiative. No, those prophets were moved by the Holy Spirit and they spoke from God. And he goes on to talk about the, the dangers of false teachers and prophets who just say things to gain attention and gain a crowd and to get a following. Today is Ascension Sunday. And <laughs> sorry, I'm just enjoying our kids' church, guys, for a moment. <laughs> Praise God for our kids. They are looking like a joyful bunch this morning. Wow, that's cool. Today is Ascension Sunday. It was uh, the day of Ascension, um, I think technically a couple of days ago, but today is a day around the world people are remembering that Jesus rose from the dead and 40 days after his crucifixion, Jesus ascended to the Father. We read in Acts 1 about his ascension. And today also happens to be the day that we're leaving you. It's like, oh, that's a cool coincidence, isn't it? <laughs> Going away for three months, not forever. Um, but I'm so excited to see how God is going to move in you and through you while we're gone. I, I just cannot wait to see what happens. But I've got to be honest, over the last few weeks and months as I've been praying, I, I've had this real kind of connection to feeling how, how Paul must have felt when he'd sowed his life into these churches and places and people that he, he'd poured out his life for these people and then he goes on, he says, I've got to go, people of Ephesus, I've got to go, people of Corinth, I've got to go on, see you later, I don't know when I'll be back. 
And he didn't have text messages, he didn't have emails, he didn't have Facebook, he didn't have live streams. To be honest, I'm not going to be looking at that anyway, but um, I just think it must have been so, so hard for Paul in those moments as he moved on. These people that he'd grown so close with and to move on, and, but he knew that God is in control and his father was going to take care of them. The word God's really put on my heart for this morning is that verse, particularly in verse 3, if we can put it up on the screen, it says, by his divine power, by his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. I love that scripture. I pray that that scripture this morning will kind of burn into your heart and you will know that you have everything you need to live a godly life by his divine power. What if you've ever had a moment when you felt like you couldn't live up to some standard that you were supposed to live up to? Maybe you had some expectation on you, maybe you've had an expectation of, of yourself, and you've thought, I can't do this, I can't measure up, I can't please that person, I can't do that thing. Maybe you felt like you could never be good enough for God, a little bit like what uh, the guy, one of the guys said this morning in their testimony, that feeling like, how could I ever be good enough for God? God makes a way. You know, as we've been packing to head off, um, I've had some moments of thinking, I can't do this. It's not going to fit. It's like, how do you pack all the stuff you need for three months to travel around Australia with six kids? I can't do this. And I think we've got a photo of the, 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 our, our home away from home. There it is. It's just a nice little caravan, camper trailer, technically speaking, I think. Uh, you can take that away. But uh, as we've been packing, you know, you get into different aspects of packing and, and your brain gets consumed by this one little particular thing. Like you start thinking about how are we going to have enough water when we go remotely and we think, oh, maybe we should buy some different water container things. And then you think about water pumps and you go, oh, maybe we should get like an outdoor shower thing. And, and your brain gets us to think about all these things you could buy and get. And um, as you may be aware, I like bike riding and we're taking bikes with us, only three. Um, and we have roof racks on the, on the car for the bikes, but we've had them for a while and I'm looking at the bolts and I'm thinking, that looks a little bit rusty. And those straps just look a little bit frail. I'm thinking, maybe we need to replace the roof racks. And then I'm thinking, oh, well, maybe we should get this and, and that and maybe we, we, we can mount this on the roof and we could buy one of those pod things. And your brain starts thinking of all these other things you could get. It's like, does anyone else do this when you're packing and doing these? And I think sometimes we can get consumed by all the possibilities and suddenly we feel like we just can't do this. It's too hard. There's too much to do. But when it comes to living a godly life, God says, you can do this. By my divine power, you can do this. This is not an impossible mission. This is not too hard for you. You can do this by God's strength. He's not saying you can do anything you want and it's always going to turn out how you want. He's not saying you can do this, you can be a millionaire by the time you're 21 if you try hard enough. He's not saying you can do it, you can do anything you want to do. That's not the message of the of scripture. But he's saying you can do this. You can live a godly life that brings honour and praise and glory to him. You can do this. How? He goes on in verse 3, and actually if, we can, if, if you can find verse 3 and flick it up, that'd be great. Um, 
We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvellous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share in his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. How can we do this? By coming to know him, discovering who he is through his divine power. As we have revelation of his love for us, we can do this, church. We can live the godly life he's called us to. Point number one, if you're taking notes, there's my title, you can do this. Point number one, staying where we are is never an option. Staying where we are is not an option. God doesn't want us just to know him and then just stay as we are. God wants us to grow and mature and become who he's created us to be, to be conformed to the image of Christ, to be continually renewed day by day by day, to become more and more like Christ every single day. Staying where we are is not an option. I don't know if you've ever noticed, but life is constantly changing. Um, and sometimes we need to be reminded, encouraged of that. I, I said to the guys on, on Friday, I don't want to come back in three months' time and, and see the same backdrop on the wall. And I walked in in the afternoon, I'm like, that was fast. <laughs> change is always happening all around us. And, you know, change, if we don't choose to change, change will be pressed upon us. We've got to be ready to change. We've got to be ready to change, to grow, mature. Change is inevitable. You know, even if you went through a period of your life and you said, this is just how life should be, and you just love that season of life and you're thinking, oh God, I just want to stay in this space forever. And you can have this season, this time, and if you've had that, praise God for that. Um, and there's those moments you're like, God, I just want it to be like this forever. But seasons come and seasons go. And there'll be different seasons we go through. There'll be seasons you do not like. But we must be ready to change. And God's plan for us is that we will continually, constantly, day by day, be growing in our knowledge of him. How do we live a godly life? Through his divine power that we receive as we come to know him. Day by day, we need to be reminded of who he is, to know him, to have a fresh revelation every day of who our Savior is, of what he has done for us, so that we don't just drift off into all the other things, all the other ideas that are out there. Staying where we are isn't an option. Let's be growing. Let's be continually being changed by him. Simon Peter writes this letter as he's coming to an end of his life before he was martyred. By, uh, during Nero's reign. As he writes this letter, he's saying, I, I feel that God is saying, my end is near. But he's saying, you can do this. Even though I'm about to be, I'm about to be put to death for my faith, even though our Savior was crucified on a cross, even though we've gone through these horrific things, you can do this. It mightn't be easy, it might be very, very hard, but you can do this through God's divine power. Don't forget who he is, he's saying. Don't forget who our Savior is. You can do this. This is what matters, people. He's saying, don't forget it. You've heard this before, but I'm going to keep saying it until the day I die. You can do this. 
Because Jesus is your saviour. He's made us new. He says, look at the promises of God, read them, study them, know them, and allow these things to impact your life. Respond to these promises, these amazing truths that God has given you. Let them cause you to live a life of moral excellence, of having self-control and patience and being kind. How? By his divine power as you get to know him. God will change your heart. God's word is powerful and effective. If you read God's word, you will not stay the same. Open it. Read it. Point number two. God wants to shape you or you will be shaped by the world. If we are not being shaped by God, we will be being shaped by something. And as I said, as we've been packing the caravan, we've been doing different things and thinking about all the different things we could buy. It's as we remember, hang on, we're going to be packing up, setting up, 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 packing up, setting up. How many days is three months? Packing up, setting up, packing up, setting up, packing up, setting up, packing up, setting up. We don't want to take too much stuff. But if we forget our purpose, if we forget our mission, if we forget our calling and what we are doing, we will take way, way, way too much stuff. Please pray for us. Don't let that happen, Lord. We don't want to be packing up too much stuff all the time. But you know, if we're not shaped by God, the world will shape our desires and expectations. If we don't allow God to shape our goals and our desires, our dreams, the world will shape, you need this, you need that, you should do this, you should do that, and we won't live the life God's called us to live. We'll be weighed down by all this baggage and expectations and desires that God has not got for us, and it will not bring you life. We either let God shape us or the world will shape us, and we will get weighed down with everything the world tells us we need. What was the next thing? Have a think for a moment. What was the very next significant moment after Jesus ascended to the Father? He sent the Holy Spirit. Just before his ascension, he says in Acts chapter 1, and we'll turn there. Acts chapter 1 and verse 4. He says, once, uh, once when he was eating with them, speaking of Jesus, he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. Just as I told you before, John baptized with water, but in just a few days you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? This is their expectations. And he, Jesus, replied, The Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere. In Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. After saying this, he was taken up into a cloud while they were watching. And they could no longer see him. As they strained to see him rising into heaven, two white-robed men suddenly stood among them. Men of Galilee, they said. Why are you standing, there, standing here staring into heaven? Jesus has been taken from you into heaven, but someday he will return from heaven in the same way you saw him go. I would have loved to be there watching in that moment. Can you imagine Jesus has just ascended to the Father and the disciples are just kind of there going, what do we do now? <laughs> Can you just imagine just staring? It's like God sends angels to say, guys, 
Move on. This has happened. Get on with it. Go. The Holy Spirit's coming. And the Holy Spirit is God's gift. It's his divine enabling power for us to help us live a godly life. That's the goal of the Holy Spirit, to transform us and to continually make us into the image of Christ. It's not so that you can do some amazing thing for God. It's not so that you can become some amazing person. It's so that you can live a godly life. And sure, God might do some amazing things in your life, through your life, but his goal is to transform you into the image of Christ. Have a listen to what it says in John chapter 7 and verse 37. It says, On the last day, the climax of the festival, Jesus stood and shouted to the crowds, Anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink, for the Scriptures declare rivers of living water will flow from his heart. When he said living water, he was speaking of the Spirit who would be given to everyone believing in him. But the Spirit had not yet been given because Jesus had not yet entered into his glory. When it talks about the festival, it's the festival of Sakut, or I should ask someone how to pronounce that properly, but the Feast of Tabernacles, when the Jewish people, they would live in tents and they would celebrate the harvest that God has given them and for his provision and the, the, the very food that they had, they were celebrating that. But here we see Jesus at the climax of the festival, he stands up and says, today, this is the true fulfillment of what God wants to do He's saying, you're celebrating physical provision and physical food, but the Father has sent me, and soon I will send you the Holy Spirit. So not just you will enjoy God's blessings, but God will come to live in you. His Spirit will come to live in you. And church, I don't know if we recognize, I don't know if we can, and can comprehend how, how crazy good that is. Jesus is saying that the Spirit of God is not just going to be out there somewhere aware of who you are, but He's going to come and live within you. He's going to live within you. He's going to, he's going to be with you. He's never going to leave you. He's going to be constantly there leading you, guiding you, helping you, growing you, prompting you. That is amazing news. The God, the creator of the universe, would send His Spirit to come and live inside of us. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in you. And he wants to give you new life every single day. That you would be refreshed, that you wouldn't feel dried up, worn out, shriveled up, prune-like. He wants to fill you with his spirit and empower you to refresh you every single day. He says it will be like a river of living water. It's God's divine enabling power to, for us to live a godly life. And that is our goal. That is our calling. That is our mission, to live a godly life. Not to do amazing things, not to become something special, but to live a godly life that honours our Saviour and King. So I want to ask you today, how's the world been shaping your attitudes? How's the world been shaping your goals? shaping your life? How's the world's pressures and expectations and ideas, how is it shaping you in a way that God's saying, you know what, that's not for you? Have we allowed the world's ideas instead of the knowledge of God and the spirit of Jesus, how have we allowed those things to shape us? 
This morning, I just want to give you a moment to let God speak to your heart about things in your life that maybe you need to repent of. Maybe you just need to say, God, I'm sorry. Help me to turn away from those things because I know that's not you. Let's turn away from all other things because they don't bring life. Life comes as we follow him. We don't live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from God. That's a great verse. Thanks, Liam. One final point, number three. When the journey gets hard or joyful or overwhelming or just plain crazy, give thanks to Jesus for the privilege. If we know what Jesus has done, if you know that Jesus died on the cross for your sin, if you know that he is your saviour, your Lord and your King, no matter what we go through in this life, we exist to give him praise. We exist for his glory and everything I have is his. Everything we have, every day, every minute, every penny, we don't have pennies, every cent, every dollar, Every breath, every heartbeat, it exists for his glory. When the journey gets hard or if it's joyful or whatever it might be, let's thank God for the privilege to live for him, to know him. I want to read that verse again. Maybe you can say it with me. Uh, It always gets awkward. We'll try. I want you to say it because I want you to remember this verse. I want, you to, I want to encourage you to read through this verse through the week. One, two, three. By, oh, it's not up there, sorry. <laughs> By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. Now let's say it like we mean it. We'll try that one more time. God, uh, sorry, I started the wrong verse. I mucked it up. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. I pray that your heart will know that and it will believe it every single day when you climb out of bed. When your feet hit the ground, you'll say, God, I know by your divine power, you have given me everything I need for living a godly life for your glory. I pray that every day over the next three months, you'll wake up and you'll go, God, help me today to live a life that honors you. And I thank you for your divine enabling power. Jesus has done it all. Let's open his word day by day and be reminded of his promises, to be encouragers of one another as we open the word together. Let's ask him to fill us up day by day with his Holy Spirit, because let's be honest, we leak. Who knows you leak? Who has one of those days, you're like, you have a day, you're like, woo, life is awesome, living for God, I'm on fire, this is great, excited. And one little thing happens the next day, you're like, I don't want to get out of bed. I hate my life. Let's be honest, you know, you don't have to put your hand up. I think we leak and we get discouraged. But God's word tells us when we are weak, he makes us strong. When we recognize we are weak, when we humble ourselves, he lifts us up. Let's ask him to fill us day by day. I'm going to ask the band to come and I just want to read from Jude chapter 1 verse 20. It's not a book we read a lot. I say chapter 1, there's only one chapter. (laughs) Jude 1 verse 20. It's before Revelation. Actually, if we can do 21 as well. But you, dear friends, 
must build each other up in your most holy faith. Let's start that again. But you, dear friends, must build each other up in your most holy faith. Pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. Verse 21, and await the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will bring you eternal life. In this way, you will keep yourself safe in God's love. That is God's desire for you. That is my desire for you. That's my desire for our family. Church, let's be in His Word. Let's be filled with His Spirit and let's act in love towards one another every single day we have opportunity. Today, maybe you've never invited the Holy Spirit to fill you. Maybe you've never given your life to God and said, God, I recognise I'm a sinner. I know I need a saviour. I'm sorry for the things I've done. I don't even know what that means, maybe you're thinking, but you're like, oh God, I, I know I need to say sorry for what I've done. I just want us to close our eyes right now and, and maybe this morning that's a prayer you want to pray and say, God, I'm sorry. God, I, I thank you that Jesus, you died on the cross for me. Help me understand what it means. Help me understand who you are. Help me to, to live a life that honours you. God, I'm sorry for all that stuff that I've done in the past. God, I thank you for your divine enabling power that transforms us in the moment we pray that prayer. The Bible says that we become a new creation in Christ. That spiritually we have become a new creation. We're a new person the moment we, we surrender our life to you. God, I just pray this morning that you would fill us afresh with your Holy Spirit. Maybe you've never invited the Holy Spirit to come and fill you. Maybe you didn't even realise He wanted to fill you. But I just want to encourage you this morning to say, God, here I am. Please fill me. I need your power. I need your refreshing. I need your, your help. God, fill me today. You know, so often I have, have meetings with people. I have things I'm doing in life and I'm just thinking, God, I don't know how to do this. That's <laughs> my honest admission. <laughs> uh, just through the last few weeks, there's been moments and things I've been doing. I'm thinking, God, I don't know what wisdom to bring to this person. And as I'm driving to that meeting, as I'm waiting to meet with that person, I just begin to pray in, in praying tongues and pray in the power of the Holy Spirit, saying, God, help me, lead me, fill me. I just begin to pray in my, my prayer language. And I don't understand the words I'm praying. My, my mind's praying and saying, God, help me. But the Spirit within me is praying and interceding on our behalf. And I just want to encourage you that if that's something you've never done before, to say, God, give me that prayer language. Here I am, Lord, fill me. And I, I love as I... As, Day by day, getting in the shower, just praying tongues and, and just to let God refresh me. And I believe that's God's desire for you. This morning, I just want to invite you to stand.